Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Zoobcast. This is episode 98, and the sentence are good again. That's the theme of this episode, because we never really get to say that. But the Sens are actually good. This is their, what are they on? Four wins in a row, and they're playing the yeah. Ducks tonight. And eight of 12. Yeah, eight of 12, four in a row. They have the Ducks tonight. They have the Blackhawks on Saturday. Which is another winnable game, and then don't they have another easy one after that? Like, isn't like they they have some tough ones right after? It's a Tampa, Florida, Dallas, Vegas. Oh wow! But then, (laughs) but then after that, those four are tough. And after that's Washington, Nashville, Arizona, Philly, Anaheim, L.A., San Jose, and then the Penguins. But then it's the Jackets, Islanders. So they, I'm pretty sure they have. The easiest remaining strength of schedule in the Atlantic, and maybe second or third easiest in the East. Uh, wow. And they've had the toughest so far, or second toughest so far. So it's nice. I mean, yeah, they have a tough stretch coming up, but yeah, two winnable games, and then a little stretch of tough games, and then again, some, some winnable games. So that makes us saying that they're good again, less risky. Because they can just what keep running, beating bad teams. And they're winning the cup. Sens are winning the cup. Uh, obviously, hundred percent. The Sens are winning the cup. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what are they? Like, sixteen points out of the playoffs still. Like, I saw like 14. someone tweeted it. Because uh, okay, like because um, the the Red Wings got destroyed by Connor McDavid. Fourteen right. with three games in hand. Assists or something. Yeah. Because uh, I remember someone. I don't remember who it was, but someone tweeted like, the Sens went like whatever it was, like eight eight wins in their last eleven games, and went from twenty eighth place. To twenty seventh place, <laughs> it was like twenty ninth to twenty eighth. Wow. Yeah, they're still in twenty eighth. Yeah, something like that. Like they made up one position in the standings. That's how bad they were in the first three months of the year. Go sends. But we have a lot to talk about actually on this episode because I mean it, it's it's old news now in my opinion because it happened like what are we Thursday? <laughs> it happened like almost a week ago. Yeah. But the uh, the Ridley Greg thing. Was, yeah, the Ridley Greg thing really blew up and. So Brady Kachuk was because so a lot of people like by now everyone knows what's happened and there's no use really talking about that. But everybody has has been kind of saying that like no one like no one on the Sens has really Griggs back. Like everyone thought it was like greasy and like he was like alienating his teammates or something. I'm like, what are you talking about? That first of all, and then Ian Mendez came in with the receipts with the whole article about yeah, it. Yeah, Ian like, Mendez came oh, yeah. in and. Brady Kachuk went on a podcast and said, like, they asked him, like, what did you think? And Brady was like, oh, I was laughing my ass off. Like, he thought it was hilarious. Like, yeah. I think I think it was so good. And there's been this whole conversation about, like, the code and, like, what does it mean for, like, culture? And, like, for, if, first of all, if you think Ridley Gregg slap-shotting that into the empty net is bad, you are stupid. I'm going to just come out and say that. Like, there's, uh, I'm yeah. sorry, but there's no really other way to put it. This is like, don't people want 
more emotion in the game. Like, don't and people flair, want and flair and personality? Yeah, like, exactly. This is exactly what that is. Like, yeah, divisional rival. The building seventy five percent Leafs fans. I'd be pissed. I just won the game. Like, look at me. But it's like the best comparison that I've heard to this, which I agree with a hundred percent. In basketball, when someone has a straight line to the basket and they do a crazy dunk, nobody gets mad about that. Like, that's just awesome. No, like, yeah. everyone's like, if, like, if you don't want that to happen, don't give the guy a wide open lane and let him dunk on you. It's the same thing that should apply here. If you don't want him to do that, like, next time I hope he goes between the legs and scores or does a Michigan. Like, <laughs> yeah. he should do whatever he wants. It's hysterical. And before you know John, what it makes you me go, think of? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go on. No, 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 go on. You no, no. Go okay, on. I was going to keep it on basketball so that we could segue okay, after. Sure. But I was going to say, it reminds me of uh, the Raptors were, I forget who they were playing because I don't really follow basketball that much. But they're down by like 45. And there was a dude who, I guess he has this like little like trick play where after they, he after his team score, I forget what team it was, after they score, he kind of hides in the corner and waits for the inbound and then he just picks it off and goes and scores again. But he did it while his team was up by like 43 points. And nobody went and beat him up for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. That, that is like totally the most like quote unquote disrespectful thing. But it's like, okay, you're yeah. the team that's down 43 points and you're the team who wasn't, wasn't paying attention to him being there. Yeah. And then you going out of your way to try and beat him up, like it's because you're embarrassed. Yeah. If you don't want that to happen, just don't let it happen. Yeah. You have the I power. don't get how that makes that whole thing doesn't make the Leafs. Like, if anything, it feels like it makes them look softer or look like 100%. they get mad easier. Like, it showed the like, Greg what Craig did was effective. Net. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing the thing that I will say is, you know, li- like, looking back on this now, listening to, like, you know, like, obviously, like, there's a good portion of Leaf fans that are just being idiots on Twitter. But, like, the, 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 the one point that I will give them somewhat is... For what, like four, five straight years, they've been talking about how the team is soft, there's no response. I think the idea of Morgan Riley, like, going up to Ridley Gregg after that is fine. Like, that's probably good for them. Like, there's, if, if he was, like, if he gave him, like, a little shove, or, like, chirped him, or, like, tried to fight him, it probably wouldn't have been a big deal, and he certainly would have gotten suspended. We would and not be like, talking about this today. No, we wouldn't be talking about it, and that gets this point across. Like you're like, hey man, like if you really, if you're really about that whole thing, like protect the honor, or whatever, like the stupid code, like go up to him and just do that. Like let him know. Don't cross. That's the wrong. It's the wrong execution of what could have been an acceptable response. From, I also think people are really. If only the Leafs had Ryan Reeves to go and do that for them. Oh, oh dude, that was. If only he was on the ice right after day. it happened. Yeah, and yeah. Then, oh what? wait, Nothing. hold on. Yeah, and yeah. then and he got the bodied by Nathan Walker. <laughs> yeah, he got bodied by Nathan Walker, who's like what five eight. He just right like right along the boards. He just smoked him. Ryan Reeves, yeah, that I mean, man, like, I think what the thing that I will say actually is, I think Sheldon Keefe's comments should have been worded of a fine oh yeah. that was bad that was i was really bad. Sh- yeah. i was pretty surprised that he wasn't fine said after the game like to say that that's an appropriate response I, I i understand what he was trying to say i think he was trying to say what i had kind of just said and i i know i know like sheldon keith man he's a pretty emotional guy like <laughs> everyone knows that he to the moment like we all see him we all hear him talk uh 
you can't say that. A guy's just cross-checked a guy in the face and gotten suspended multiple games, and you're saying that that's an appropriate reaction. What does that say about you as a coach? Like, you really shouldn't you shouldn't I, be saying that. The whole point is to take this play out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> and you're calling it appropriate. is a man with a lot of anger inside him. He I is, yeah. You, you just tell. see it, like, yeah. they cut to him on the bench <laughs> after anything oh, happens that. in the game. I love the cuts. He is yeah. more red than a tomato every single time. And his yell, I just, I don't know how a ref can go up to him and have a conversation with him and not burst out laughing. Just how he looks when he's upset. <laughs> I know. The way he yells, it was so guy. funny to me. And it's like, and he yells about things that he has no business yelling about. Like he was saying like, Tutsal is a huge diver when he literally had a stick <laughs> in between yeah, his legs, can opening him. Simon like, Benoit, what are you penalty, talking by the way. About? Yeah, Simon Benoit. Yes. Legend, Supercast legend. Yeah. But, Man, and then I, another thing I want to say that's really funny is how, Leafs fans have this, I won't say like superiority complex where it's like, oh, we literally don't care about the Sens. We don't care about Sens fans. We don't care about anything to do with them. They have been throwing a fit. Like we said, it's almost been a week. They're still talking about it. Yeah. Still talking about the Sens. Still, and it's the funny stuff is it's like they're talking about how bad the Sens are, how they're still in 28th, how, you know, the Leafs are so good. It's like, why are you like this is why they're so upset is because they're losing to a team that's behind them and they feel like they should be beating and they lost the honestly probably place like <laughs> yeah i think they wow. honestly probably know that they are not as good as uh as they have once been kind of yeah, uh, fallen off i mean they're funny for their playoff lives right now and they're more yeah, worried about like say. ridley greg than they are about staying in the playoffs the leafs have 27 wins and 24 losses if you count the overtime and the regular losses that is not a good record they're in the wild card they're in wild card one and they're only in the playoffs by four points <laughs> like it's not it is not a sure thing that the leafs make the playoffs this year i'll say i think they still will like i think yeah, they will I make the playoffs mm-hmm. but it's not like you know in the last four or five years it's like they're battling for top of the Atlantic until the end of the season, and then they get second or third. But, like, we haven't really seen them here very often in the first wild card. Like, two points ahead of Detroit, four points ahead of the Devils, who are the, la- the, the, the last yeah. team out of the playoffs, yeah. And, like, man, like, like 27 wins and 24 losses, that is bad. That's a you bad want to know record. what's worse? You know, you yeah, know you, worse? I was going to say, not, can we talk about the Islanders? Okay, no, no, no. I, 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 oh. One thing I will say is <laughs> yeah, just... that one's worse. You know, it's You're not a good right. sign... When you want to make the playoffs, and you have one more regulation win than the Sens. Yeah, the Leafs have insane. only yeah, one too. more. That and before insane. we stop talking about Ridley Gregg, I just want to say, if you think, oh, Ridley Gregg learned the hard way, man, you don't know Ridley Gregg. You do no, not know him. Again. He'll That's do it again. What he's going to do. He's doing it again. Every He'll single do it time. Again. Like, what did, he, yeah. what did he learn? If I do that, my opponent will get suspended? Yeah. yeah, pretty. That's sorry, but like, uh, you know what? This also shows to me if you're a team like whoever that let's say the Leafs make it as wild card one, they're probably facing at this point the Rangers in round one. Are you telling me the Rangers aren't smoke. sitting there going, "Let's do something to get out of their skin," and one of their best players is going to try and get suspended for the rest of the series? Like it just goes to show that you can get under their skin so easily. A yeah. good team that is not like mentally fragile would not be letting this bother them this much. And I think that's a thing that teams can try and exploit against Absolutely. the Leafs going forward. Especially now, when they have the depth to, of the Leafs. Like, that well, to yeah. Leafs credit, right now. to the Leafs' credit, they just beat St. Louis 4-1 with a Bobby McMahon hat trick with, like, no players in their life. Um, yeah, but did you see that lineup. he scored his empty net goal by banking it off the boards and in? 
was a little showboat, did, but whatever. Did the Blues go after him? Did they cross-check him? No, they face? didn't, actually. Okay. Oh, crazy how that works. Did you see their tweet? you see the St. Louis? The yeah. Blues, yeah. Blues tweet? That was funny. That was great. Yeah, that was funny. But, uh, okay, so, so the aftermath of this is that Morgan Riley gets... He got an in-person hearing, which I believe gives the option to suspend five or more games. Uh, and he gets suspended five games, which they are appealing, person, which I'm not surprised. That was like, conducted yeah, and, and, virtually because yeah, of the snowstorm. Ferrans was yeah. the same thing, I think. Yeah. Ferrans got just, six games. Some guys just don't want to go all the way. Yeah, but it was an in-person that was on Zoom. Oh, okay. Like, some guys just don't want to go all the way up to New York just for a, a little hearing. I think they should be forced to go. I think that's part of the Through, this, of the, through the, the life-threatening snowstorm. <laughs> Air travel. You get there. Get to Gary's. But... I, uh, what do you think about five games? I certainly don't think it needed to be more than five games. I, I honestly, I thought this would have been like a three. I thought this was going to be. No, three I'm not surprised. I don't know. Yeah. I was about to say, like in, like relatively to what else has been being uh, handed out for similar things. I get it. I just think as a whole, the standard should be raised. Like entirely, I think plays like what Perron and. Uh, Riley have done should be more games but given the environment that the NHL has made with how much they've kind of set the standard to be I mm. like I thought it was going to be five or six so five is right in the house where I thought it would be yeah. but it's just intent to enter directly to the head after plays should be more for me yeah yeah as a whole like not just that incident but all of them is what I mean yeah people didn't talk about the fact that and they, they talked about it in the video for the suspension but beforehand people were talking about is this wasn't part of like a scrum where these guys were punching and then a stick came yeah. up. It was like he deliberately skated after him, and like I think it's so overblown though. Like, oh, it r- rode up his shoulder. Like it was pretty direct. <laughs> it garbage. may have changed angles <laughs> a there, tiny yeah. bit. It was, it was already at least at the top of his shoulder pad. But you know, it's not like oh they were they were jousting and then boom a stick came up by accident. It was like he came in with two hands parallel to the ground on a stick and went right at his throat or his jaw or wherever it connected but it wasn't you know in front of the net you know scrum type of thing so that definitely played a factor it was not a quote-unquote hockey play however you want to define yes absolutely the thing is like people would say you know ridley greg does something like that he should know something's coming which i'm sure he did and that's fair yeah, you probably should know something's coming after that. A blindside cross check to the head. Um. Yeah, that one's tough. Like, if 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 Morgan Riley comes up and challenges him to a fight, yeah, he can expect that. Or if Morgan Riley comes up and bumps him into the boards or like starts yapping at him, yeah, he can probably and like maybe there's a little scrum or something. I don't think anyone would have expected that play. He'd even said it had caught him off guard a little bit in the uh, in the post game after the Columbus game, Ridley Greg. Um, I don't know. I just think, play aside, this is so good for the Battle of Ontario, and it is a shame that they don't play this year. It is a shame that this is going to wait, like, ten months until they play again. Because then everyone will have forgotten about it, like, really. Like, it won't really be the same now. Oh, dude. Like, but no, like, can you imagine, like, the difference between if they were playing for, like, three weeks after that game versus, like, seven months? It's not, you can't really say that it's going to be the same. I don't think it'll be the same. I'm not saying it'll be the same, but I, I very much do not think people will have forgotten about it. Are you seeing the rate okay, well, so do you think keeps not you think dying that, online? Let's, let's say the first game next year is like at the end of October in Toronto. Do you think Ridley Gray gets booed when he touches the puck? 
Yes. Yeah. I think so. Really? I am. Depends how many of them are just corporate fans that don't know what's happening. (laughs) That's fine. You'll hear some boosts from the 300s. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Or 200s. I don't think there's 300s. You'll get from the upper upper boost just as much as he got cheers the other day. Like, shout out to Sens fans that were there. That was excellent. It was a tough, shift, tough crowd on that Columbus <laughs> game, <laughs> but it's a Columbus. It's February a Tuesday night Tuesday. against Columbus. I mean, yeah, I don't blame them. They've had a lot of shout- uh, sellouts. No, we're not doing attendance discourse. Um, but the no, the game tonight's going to be great. The game tonight is going to be because like, we're all there. Sellout, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are. So I don't know, Louis. Maybe this will be up before. Maybe not. But the we are going we'll tonight to the uh, to the Anaheim game. It's a Zoopcast special. We also though that's the game we gave away the tickets to. Don't worry, you're not sitting with us. We we put you somewhere else. Whoever won that. <laughs> but we're uh we'll we'll be at the game. If anyone wants to come say hi. I don't even know if this will be up by then. But uh, no chance. <laughs> yeah, the the Sens and we were talking about it. Like the Sens have won four in a row. They could do oh, man, like they could go on a they could go on a run. They could go on a little run. And if and they, they did like, last game without our best defensive, like our two best defensively defensemen, yeah. and Columbus, with and, but, yeah, I know. And Forsberg's first game back from injury. That's one thing. Forsberg got peppered with shots. He got forty shots against, I believe. <laughs> yeah, he did, and he he did excellent, man. Like yeah, first game back, I wouldn't have asked for anything else in the first goal. Let you me know, put something I didn't into the, the universe. Okay. Yes, yeah, sorry, Louis. Yeah, the the third goal I saw it was kind of screened. The second one I don't remember, but yeah, the first one was not his fault at all. Yeah, we had hockey, so um, we kind of missed that part of the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, let me put something into the universe. Money Puck has the Red Wings <laughs> slated to finish Wild Card two with ninety one point four points. So you would round that to ninety one. Okay. Right, so we need ninety two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 92. So they need ninety two. They have forty six. So they need forty six. Correct. They have thirty three games left. Correct. Yeah. The Sens have played 33 games with all of Stutzla, Norris, and Pinto down the middle. They are 22-9-2 in those 33 games. You know how many points that is? That would 46. be good enough. That wow. Would be 46 good plus enough. 46 is 92. Wow. And they were with DJ Smith for all those first 33 games. So. That's true. That's an even wow. better Wow, yeah. That's massive. <laughs> so they but just no, I mean... 22-9-2 yeah. pace. And get in like we said, they have two easier-ish games coming up, then four tough ones. I don't expect them to, you know, sweep those four games, especially because they're all or two of them are on the road. Uh, yeah, in I'd Florida. like to see them get a few points though. Like no more. But if they can, streaks, like yeah, exactly. No, if, if they can, these next six, let's say, let's group the two easy ones with the four tough ones. These next six, they they do well, and then they have sort of a not not an easy schedule, but an easier. You know, you're playing a lot of bubble or non-playoff teams. This is the sort of I'd say like 12, so they have 33, let's say 13 game stretch where it's like they can decide whether they think they'll make the playoffs or if they should uh, move things at the trade deadline, either out or in, which we can talk about too. But I think there's still like a little, a tiny little sliver of like, even if they probably won't make it, you might not want to sell just because you want to build on it for next year. Yeah, like my stance on this is like, we're done. We're not tanking here. The sentence should not be tanking. Like, I don't know how... I don't really... Like, I'm sure the top half of the draft is pretty good, but, like, we're past this. Let's win some games. I would, like... like, People are going to I'd rather see them... You have two firsts, like, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it'll still be a failure. Like, just judging from what the expectations were from the beginning of the year, it is totally still a failure of a season if they miss the playoffs, which I think they will. But I would rather see them... 
I would rather see them, you know, finish four points out than just lose the rest of the year or stay where they are. Like, I'd like to see them yeah. make an effort. And I think it would benefit the players quite a lot to make an effort. Um, but uh, anyway, the, the game tonight, back to the game tonight, they play the Ducks. They, they've called up uh, Max Gannett on, That's, I believe, oh. an emergency loan, which probably means Sanderson isn't Sanderson's definitely out, but it's Zub. Zub, yeah, Zub's yeah. not playing. Yeah, so, so then what are the pairs? So it'll be Shabbat and Chikrin, Brandstrom and Hamannick probably, and then JBD and Max Gannett. Is that the D? Yeah, I don't know. Because they were essentially running like pretty much Shabbat Chikrin, and then they were running two pairs, but one of the pairs was three people, and then we're just rotating Brandstrom, Hamannick, JBD the other night. So I have no clue. Maybe because they've been playing Brandstrom, JBD, while Hamannick was injured, maybe they keep to that. And they'll have Gannett, who hasn't played nearly as much, and they want the quote-unquote veteran help of Hamannick. Um, We don't say whether that's a positive or negative impact or not. Um, they, but yeah, they do love their. Yesterday, Martin said they hoped Zub would play today. So unless yeah. something changed, I would think that he's still sort of a game. It could be his game time decision, and now they're just allowed for an emergency recall, and he'll be here yeah. if Zub doesn't play. That's the thing That's is the thing. right because they played with one less skater last game. Yeah, they're allowed an emergency recall. Yeah, and yeah. and Jake Sanderson today is just posted. He's he's on the ice with a non-contact again. Uh, but I know they were saying that he could maybe play on the weekend or maybe right he after. He said he might be able to play tomorrow. Saturday, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a long-term injury, which is great. Uh, he'll miss a couple if games. If they win today, I would... Rest. Yeah, if, he, if they win today without him, I would just say rest him until the, the Florida or Tampa, I think, first on Monday or whenever it is. Just let him yeah, the sit in the Chicago game. Like, travel with the team and just not play. Unless, like, obviously he's 100 100%, but I don't know. I don't think it's, like, super necessary to need an entirely healthy roster to take on um, the shell of the Chicago Blackhawks. Bedard's still out, right? Yeah, he's not going to oh, play. I think he's coming on back the Blackhawks. Right he, he has to be he out because to... I haven't seen any posts about him. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he is. is. But, like, also, Adam and I were talking about this last night, talking about the Blackhawks and, you know, having good records to end the season. If the Blackhawks win out, they will, like, with throughout the rest of the season, they have 29 <laughs> games left. They will still finish sub-90 points. That's how yeah, bad they'll need, they've help. Been. they'll need help to get into. Think the about how bad San Jose was, and now Chicago's behind them. Yeah, Chicago, man, exactly. unbelievable. Now let's just take is a look. Anaheim, San right Jose, now, Chicago is well, just like a Chicago trio has, has of thirty-one points. They have thirty-one points in fifty. They have a point two nine two points percentage. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. And the thing is, the the numbers behind it don't look any better. They have no, two point no. zero eight goals per game. <laughs> 3.5 oh goals against. Their power play is 12%. Their PK is not even terrible, 78%. But it's just there's nothing. They're they're winning 45% of the draws, which is the last in the league. Their offensive stats, goals, shots, power play, shooting percentage, and faceoffs are all 31st or 32nd in the league. Jesus. They've played 28 away games, and they have won four. No. They are 423 that's, that's one. That's their away record. Well, that's not good because the Sens are playing Great. them in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Well, their home record is only their home record is only ten. It's a ten thirteen. Yeah. It's not even that bad. That's better than the Sens' road record. Significantly better. That's true. That's true. Um. Yeah. So anyway, we'll, we'll see. But I, I mean, you gotta you gotta expect that the Sens. I mean, 
they should be beating these teams. They should beat Anaheim and they should beat Chicago. And if they do that, that is a six game winning streak, which I don't know when the last time the Sens won six games in a row. It might be decades. Unless they did it last year with near the end of the no, year. No, they like did when they five were... last year. Oh. Okay, it might be might be decades, which would be unbelievable. And then tough four gamer. Just you know what? Let's see them win a few games here. Like let's see them try to do well and get some swagger. Um, meanwhile, they're, the team that they just played, Columbus, they won six three. And there's this is a trend. I swear this is a trend. And <laughs> teams play the Sens and then. They explode because Yarmo Kekalainen, who I believe was the longest tenure GM in the league, right? Top three. I don't think he was first. Who would have been? Who would have been above him? Uh, St. Louis yeah. since 2010. I think that's longer than Kekalainen. Oh. Yeah, you might be right. Well, he's fired. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was. Trying he's to gone say. anyway. He's, he's gone. He's now not in the rankings. Coming in there. Yeah, he's not in the rankings. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. He'll he'll land as we. I wonder, man. Pierre, you see in that opening, and he goes, "Oh boy, here I come, Columbus." Get ready. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. This week, our mighty Sens are minus 198 favorites at home to the Ducks, while the divisional rival Habs are 215 dogs against the Metro's first place team, the New York Rangers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. Eleven seasons. Wow. That's, I did not know it was, wow. Yeah. Only, oh, oh, was February 13th. 2013 so 11 years and two days wow and how many what did he win one playoff series i'm not sure maybe two he won he he beat the lightning in that crazy year in his 11 years the jackets went 410 362 and 97 for a 528 point percentage which was ninth worst in the league in that span yeah so third longest so now it's doug armstrong and kevin shovel day off yeah. Oh yeah, Kevin Cheveldale. So now the rest of the top five forever. is Jim Nill, Brian McClellan, and Don Sweeney. Yep. Yeah. Wow. The fact that his name was among those names is kind of crazy. I know that's shocking. That is shocking. So Columbus, new GM in Columbus because they played the Sens and lost. So maybe when the Sens beat uh, Anaheim tonight, Seagrass will get traded after the game. Well, he just posted a, a photo on his story of him with the. He's dating Dixie D'Amelio, right? I think one of the D'Amelio is he really sisters, twins. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so I posted a picture wow. of her of them on a plane. So I'm not sure if she's coming to Ottawa or if he's oh, wow. just not with the team. She while won he's the, the Zoopcast ticket giveaway. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He, he's he's injured, right? So I don't know. Is he is just he not really? with the team while he's injured? Yeah, he has a broken ankle. They're missing a, a good chunk of guys. Like tonight, if the Sens don't win tonight, I'm gonna be very embarrassed. Kalorn is on IR. I would say it's just Zegers. Oh, I guess Kalorn, it's just Kalorn and yeah, yeah. Sorry, someone yeah, else just that's came most back. Most of their goals. Minshukov just came yeah. back. 
Yeah. There you go. Lewis. Thank That's God. a big I'm, one. I'm so excited. I love yeah. Mario so much. Someone That's else great. just came back recently too, I think, because I thought there was one more. Um, but still, they're let, let's see. We're talking Abish, about rankings. I think the Ducks are 29th in goals at 2.5, um, and 28th in goals allowed. But then they're also missing. Uh, I guess Zegers didn't do very well, but um, they're missing Kalorn, who uh, 19 points in 34 games, one of the best on the team. Wow. Do we know who's starting? If it's Gibson or Dostal? No, we do not uh, it's yet. unconfirmed. I what I do but know is should... that Frank Vitrano leads the team in points with 38 and 50. Yeah, he was their all star. He was their all star. Yeah. Oh, he's actually been gross oh. this year. The dude is a shooting machine. Like, he has been going off this year. I just have to Frankie. not let him uh, get too many Frankie shots off. I'm, I'm most Frankie. excited to see Ilya Labushkin in action. True. He's, um, <laughs> he's so bad. Or we could see our Camp Fowler and Jackson Lacoma pairing. Uh, I think so. I'm pretty Jackson. sure the pairing Because those are... guys are minus 30 and minus 25, which is by far the two worst on their team. You say, Jack- you say Jackson Mahomes? Jackson Lacombe. Oh, okay. I have no idea who that is. It's like, Lacombe Fowler, that? and then I think it's Vakanine and Gudis. That's crazy. And then you have Mintyukov, and Gudis. Wait! Very unfortunately Gudis has been on the team all year, correct? Like, yeah, he's yes. been there all year? That, he's a plus 16 on the end He's awesome, Ducks. dude. I know. Radko Gudis is so good. I wanted us to sign him so bad and play him on the third pair with yeah, Brandstrom. Was, I don't care if you overpay. Nobody agent, else. Right? It's great. Is better than plus four, and he is plus sixteen. Yes. Wow. He's nasty. Who's the worst minus? Who is the worst minus on that team? Uh, Cam Fowler at minus thirty. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Oh, Cam Fowler oh, wow. minus thirty. Minus Jackson Lacombe minus twenty. Jesus. That, discri- that minus thirty he might versus win the green plus sixteen this year for that is crazy. Well, I don't know. Let me check the Sharks. Is like Vlasic. Well, I'm gonna just check. Uh... Vlasic was on like a five goals and three game stretch or something crazy, or five goals and five. Uh, games. Hurdles minus twenty six. Zadina's minus twenty six. No, nope, Cam Fowler's the worst. Minus thirty in the entire wow. league. Al Burrows minus twenty five. Do you know who's? Do you know who is fourth worst on the Sharks? Who he's on the Sharks? He's got minus twenty six. Philip Zadina is fourth I just worst said that, yeah. in the entire yeah, league. Oh, okay, Lucas Reichel is minus twenty eight. That's a close one. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lucas Reichel. Close. Thomas Hurdle's minus wow, 26. Wow, Lucas Reichel has 10 points in 50 games. We're kind of getting off track Timo Meyer's a minus 23. Holy I know, I tough time. He's had a tough oh, year. You, okay, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Underrated green jacket. He's missed games, so when he comes back, he can catch back up. Connor Bedard is minus 22 in under yeah, 40 games. And, and, and he's his missed. defense is Damn post is minus 22. That's a weird one. Jeez. Has he really been that bad? I guess you know who else is like minus 22? Minus 21? Dominic Kubalik. I actually know this. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Take how many times Kubalik and Greg have been on the line. Let me just say, yeah. I never thought I'd see the day where a Zoobcast is talking about plus minus, guys. You guys hate plus minus. That's like your least favorite stat. But plus it, it is, but seeing discrepancies like this and just seeing huge numbers is still crazy. No matter how bad it the is. stat yeah, is. Because okay. it either Howard means you've been insanely unlucky or you're insanely bad. So it doesn't mean it's a good I stat, think, but it does mean it's a yeah, crazy I think Cam Fowler. I think Cam Fowler is insanely bad. I think minus 30 what? is like irreparable. I mean, damage. considering they have a guy who's plus 16 on the pair behind him. Dude, yeah, that's insane. And he's he's playing twenty five minutes a night. Cam Fowler, they're just letting him out to dry. That's unreal. 
anyway, that's that's your that's your Sens opponent tonight. <laughs> By, so like, that's like really... if the Sens did what they did with Shabbat during the rebuild, but Shabbat was in his early thirties while they were rebuilding. It's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, it's a good comparison. Like, Ken Fowler is thirty-two. Poor guy is just like yeah. wasting his years just there, rotting, being He's on the rotting. ice for two goals against a game. Dude, the Ducks are so weird. I feel so bad for Minchukov. This dude is 90th percentile in my model this year, and he's being saddled with Ilya Labushkin, who is at third saddled. percentile. I think Ilya Labushkin is being saddled Actually, sorry, with first percentile. <laughs> Free Bush. Free Bush. Do you, think that he, do you think they still play the Gummy Bear song when he scores? He hasn't scored, so it's impossible. Oh, really? He has not Damn. scored. Damn. His four assists in forty nine games. I'd, li- I'd like him. I'd like him to score against the Sens. I really would. I think it would be if, if the Sens win seven one and he scores, that's completely fine with me. As long as Mintyukov gets an assist. Let's check sure. Ilya Labushkin's stats. Ilya Labushkin has four assists this year, and he's only I a minus eleven. Which for that team, you've missed like good. everything I've said in this <laughs> yeah, in the last right. five minutes. I told you Zadina's plus minus. I told I said Hurdles plus minus, and then I said yeah. Lubushkin's point totals, and you yeah, repeated I'm all like of them within up. thirty seconds. I'm looking it up at the same time as you, and clearly yes, you're just a enough. little bit faster. And then I don't hear it because I'm looking it up, and then I say it. So maybe if the listeners are missing it because they're on a walk or something, or they like see something cool, then I just said it, and I can repeat them, and they could be like, "Oh, I'm." There, glad there is a rewind that. button, but yeah. Well, maybe they don't want to use it. I've saved them time. I've so podcast act, we just repeat the second half of the show just right after this, and boom, yeah, easy airtime. Yeah. Okay, let's switch gears slightly because the NHL trade deadline is coming up kind of soon. It's the what is it, February fifteenth today, and it's on the eighth. So I guess it's still three weeks away. But a lot of people are talking about a lot of things, and when it comes to the Sens specifically, I think the only two real like players that are in conversation right now are Kubalik and Tarasenko. Like, I don't know if I, think, I don't really think, I don't think it's going to be a very busy trade deadline for the sense, to be honest. I like, I don't, Ranstrom I, I think they might name. do nothing. Yeah. I also think Ransom could be a name, but I don't think, I don't think they will trade him. I think that would be like, if they get an offer, what if but I doubt that's what Gannett's up him. for to try him out, see if they can move Branstrom and use the cap space to bring in a vet. The, the thing I look at right now is with Pinto back, who like you trade for a forward? Where does he go? You well, either have. I don't think like, they're gonna trade for a forward. Why would they do that? Maybe not. But well, they want to bring in veterans. Like, yeah, it could be a D man. But I'm just thinking, yeah, like, yeah, I'm just sort of eliminating possibilities. Like, if you bring in a guy, he either he, that player has to play on the fourth line, or like someone like who, like Joseph, Arasenko, Greg would have to be on the fourth line, which is insane. I don't know who else well, you put on depth. the fourth line, but. Oh, it's 100%. I honestly do think that they could just use really good fourth liners, but I wouldn't move anyone in the top nine down. I would acquire someone who's just a really good fourth liner. Yeah. Like, if they made, if they made it work with the cap, Scott Lawton would be an awesome, like, amazing fourth line center. Just because he's played in such a, a, a much bigger role. Like, if he could just have yeah, a death they're, role. They're asking that for, like, a first. That would be crazy. 100%. It, it's a lot, but... I don't know. That, I like that's a guy that would be like a hundred percent. I would not either. But I don't know. I, I think that's a spot that they could look at improving next year, the fourth line. But then, yeah, I think if they could get a right-handed D like Tanev, um, if they moved, look, we we love Brandstrom. We're a Brandstrom truther podcast. But if they move Brandstrom and the corresponding or 
the same trade was to bring in Tanev, that would be a good swap, I think. Obviously, there'd be more to it, but that's something I'd be I interested feel like in. I'm starting to get the sense that Tanev is a summer thing for the Sens. Like, I think he'll go to a yeah, contender. Yeah, absolutely. And then they'll my, bring him in. Here, they'll take him yeah. out the summer, maybe. My, my, the way I think maybe the Sens are looking at it is like, they have a set price because they know he could be available in the summer. If the asking price gets brought down to their level, maybe they'll match it and do it for the rest of the year. Because A, it could help them now, and B, it could increase the odds that he wants to stay. But they won't overpay for him. So let's say their price is like, I don't know, um, a second and a depth prospect or something. And But they're asking for like a late first right now. They'll just wait. And if it works out, it works out. If not, yeah, they'll wait till the summer. Something like that. I don't yeah, know. I, agree. I think that would be a good way to approach it. Don't overpay, but if you can get if it, it for like a, not, a pick that's outside the top 50 and a guy who yeah. likely won't get minutes on the Sens in the future, that's 100% worth it. Do you think what was that package that... we were talking about again? Sokolov, Reinhardt, Lassie Thompson. For Honestly, though, like, look, if you they were to just say, okay, so, uh, Sokolov, Thompson, and a second, if that got it done, I would do it for 30 games of Tanev plus oh, higher odds of resigning him. They will want... The, the ask that. apparently is a second and a, another smaller An piece. additional piece, yeah. And that's the ask right now. So you, yeah. you know that that's like the top end of what they're getting, most likely. Now, I think oh, like see. if a second and Brandstrom got it done, you're kind of in tougher territory, but whether or not you follow through, but I don't know. I, I think it wouldn't be bad if they got him now. I wouldn't be upset and be like, why the hell are they acquiring guys when they're so far out of the playoffs type of thing? I, I would like to do see you, it. Do you think that yeah, the Sens cool. will actually get a positive asset for Dominic Kubelik, or will they have to attach something to get him out? Because it is no, it is a no-brainer that he is going to be gone by the deadline. It's just a question of if they can actually recoup an asset. Like, I don't think it's being talked enough how awful that he has been as a set. Like, he has I've, been an yeah, awful, awful I agree. Set. Like, that trade... I, agree. I know, like, Pierre, hands are tied, whatever, but if they don't hit... On that first round pick, holy, that is a bad. You're telling bad me Donovan Sobrango isn't going to trade that, turn that trade around? I don't know. I haven't heard his name all year. Completely forgot he was even part of that deal. How about that? Made... They trade Kubalik and Brandstrom, four point five or four point six, I think, and I think Tanev makes four point five. So the money is almost identical. Plus the Sens add. Don't they have three thirds this year? They have three fourths, I think. Oh, yeah, they don't have a third. Um, okay, this makes it tougher. <clears throat> so, do they have two seconds? Add a couple fourths. Add a couple fourths. Okay, yeah, this isn't GM mode. Well, I'm Max five pieces. Couple I'm, couple I'm pulling up the sends because I am... I I GM mode, this... that's the maximum amount of pieces we can include. The five yeah. right there. Can't go more than um, that. The sends have one second, yeah, and three fourths. I don't know. What if it... Okay, here's... Like, if, if Calgary were to value Brandstrom, A, and B, they're still on the cusp of the playoffs, so, you know, Kubalik, he hasn't been great, but he's probably an upgrade on some guys in their bottom six, maybe by a little bit. I don't bit. know, man, he's not this year. I don't, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's also been playing on the fourth line for, like, 20 games, so. But let's, let's just say, have... Brandstrom, Kubalik, well, yeah, why is that the third case? next year. <laughs> and if, I mean, he, he like, he's the Sens' 10th, best forward at best but 
I don't think the Flames have nine guys as good as the Sens nine. I'd argue Parker Kelly's been better than him this year. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. Like at best, tenth best. But I don't think the Flames have nine good for- nine forwards as good as who's the Sens ninth best forward? Pinto, Tarasenko, probably, probably whoever Tarasenko. it is. Joseph, I don't know. No, probably not Joseph. But no, I'd say Tarasenko. Like, Nice. Norris, because Pinto's ahead. Greg's ahead. Might, yeah, it might be, might be Norris. Might be. Yeah, Norris. I don't know. But anyways, the, the, like Brandstrom, Kubalik, a third next year, and one of the the Sens' best fourth rounder this year out of three. That's my package. And then if it, if the if that gets accepted because the price comes down, you take it. Otherwise, you leave it till the summer. Like that's my thought process. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I just, we just sign on the off season I, at this point. <laughs> I can't. I can't keep watching Dom Kubalik, man. I can't do it. It's just. So you're you're exactly willing to let go of the Adam equals Dominic Kubalik bit? Is that, that what you're that saying? That bit's been dead for months, and it's because he sucks. He hasn't scored. <laughs> I, no one's had a chance to even ha- do that bit. I, I. You know what? I would rather see Zach McEwen than Kubalik. Yeah. I think he might be better. <laughs> I'm not even joking about that. I think the only or another player left on the, winger in the organization. Uh, the only player on the Sens, like current roster that you could say Kubalik might be better than is like maybe Kastelik. Yeah, I was about to say Who that's the one really guy. Good. But I, I, I would put, I would play I would play McEwen in my lineup above Kubalik. Like I don't know what and it's like they're playing him on the fourth line, which is bad. That's not good for his trade value either. But they can't Is he getting play PP2 time though? In, yeah, but I mean, he's not doing. I think, but I think like, oh, actually, you know what? I think only because Sanderson's injured is he getting power play two times. Oh right, because I mean, he's averaging back, over two yeah. minutes on the power play a game all year. So, but he, and, and he's done what? just without like, Sanderson. We've gotten four um, points in that amount of time. Two power play points play? actually. Who? Wow, that's that's epic. Here's here's hey here's my here's my question to you. The Sens have eleven forwards and six D dressed. Do you dress Kubalik as the twelfth forward, or do you dress Hamannik as the seventh D and go eleven seven? Oh Kubelik. man, dressing <laughs> Kubalik. No, I don't know, dude. I'm not because he's Kubalik, one hundred percent. Come on, if you play, you can get away know. with Kubalik playing six minutes if you have to. Yeah. Like, also, if you're playing seven defensemen, do you know how much ice time that takes away from all of your top four defensemen? Okay, yeah, I know like, you're right. You're right. And it's also Hamannik is also objectively worse than Kubalik. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, he is worse. You're right. I was trying to galaxy brain that, but you're right. I... You know who the Sens need on the fourth line? I like line? the experiment though, Josh. Louis. I like yeah. the thought. Yeah, they we're need gonna me. see him tonight. We're gonna scout him tonight. Adam Henrique. Oh. You have been on this Adam Henrique trade. I know. That's why years. For years. <laughs> For years. Well, we could scare Gudis too. That's a good pro if they want to bring in a good Dude. pro. He was available during the offseason last year. He I, was know, I don't know if they trade him. Didn't they sign him for like I don't four think years? They would. Yeah, they yeah, did. He's on a it's weird not even that bad of a contract. Like what is it? Also, he's playing he's in California. Would he really okay. want to move? Listen to this. He's 33 yeah, years old. Money. All right. He's 33 years old. He's got two more years after this one at $4 million. I would, I would do it. Mm. I would do it if I'm the same. $4 million. That's a tough He's a full fit. NTC right now, too. Ah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> You can it's basically, him. would you rather have Gudis? Like, if he waves it, would you rather have Gudis, or you can get Tanev for not for free, but like if you could sign him as a free agent, he'd probably yeah, be around four million as well. So that's the question. The only reason I'd say Gudis is Tanev gets injured a lot. That's the, the upside with Gudis. And the thing but... I will say is that Radko Gudis's fourth ideal line mate in my cards is Eric Brandstrom, and Gudis is Brandstrom's number one. So the other thing I will say is if the Sens make the playoffs next year or the year after. And Gudis 
plays against the Leafs. That would be funny. <laughs> it would. And you need to go really down would. to the net and scream in a goalie's face oh, again. They'd be so frightened. They would oh, have man. no response. I think Morgan it's Riley like, would try to cross-check him in the face, and he would just get, like, he'd break his stick on his The beard would something. absorb all of it. It would, yeah. like, the, the stick would disappear into it, for real. It's like, I know it's been memed to existence, all of the big defensive net front presence that, like, are actually really bad, like Eric and Branson and the guys we've had. But Gudis is actually probably one of the best at that, at that league and being yeah, properly effective. So yeah. I would I would love to see him. I would love to see him on the team. I don't think it'll happen. I think Tanev is more no. likely, but but we hey, can dream. It would be cool. We can okay. dream. Yeah. Uh, last on this uh, deadline issue, uh, Tarasenko is rumored to be traded, but he also really likes it here. Do you think? I think I would like to keep him and try to sign him in the summer. But if, like, what at what price would you be okay with say, trading? Fully contract dependent. Would you would you trade him for a first, or would you need more than that? How about this? I okay, think it, do you it remember? really depends where we are at the deadline. If we like, let's say we go on a, and we're not going. I don't think they're going to go to like a ten game winning streak because they have four really tough games. But if they were to say. How many games would they have left before the deadline? Like, let's just say it's ten. If they go seven, two, and one, I probably want to keep him. If they go four, four, and two, I'd probably trade him. So it's so tough. I can't is, really say right now. The, hear me out. All right, this is the scenario I've conjured up in my in my little right. brain. I'm excited. Um, so this at the deadline, we trade Tarasenko for a first. We love Tarasenko. We say, hey, you know what? You can go to a contender if you want. He says, yeah, why not? He goes there. This is the Antoine Valmet 2015 scenario where he gets traded over for a first. The team that trades him away gets value. Tarasenko goes to whatever team. He wins the cup with them. While he's gone, Kubelik is also traded, frees up a roster spot. Crookshank's back in the top nine for the rest of the season. And then oh, come the offseason, after Tarasenko's won a cup, he's like, I've loved it here in Ottawa. He re-signs here. Win, 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 win. Boom. I think... Done. That's happened one time. It's just in that easy. Years. That a guy comes back care. after being traded. It's happening again. Yeah, I will. He, I, I do think he's a legit candidate to come back at like a slight discount because he's talking about yeah. how much he likes having his kids in school here. Exactly. And I'm not talking about if they trade him away. I'm talking about if they just keep him. I also think that you have money. the option right now to be to talk to him about an extension before the deadline too. I think you kind of give him the choice almost. Okay, so he, exactly. Okay, let's talk about that because that's interesting. He's making five million right now. If you're resign, if you're talking about resigning him, which I think is all, it's totally fine to be on the table. It's a one or a two year deal. You're not doing more than that. And I don't know if I would go to five million. I think I would want him to take a bigger, a bit of a discount. Really, It'd like that's a lot. Five million. Me, I think probably. I would. I'd be. I would do four. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'd me. I'd do four for two. Maybe four and a half for one. But I don't think I'd do much more than that, and I wonder if you got to think about it. Right? He's going to be on the third for... line, but he can move yeah. up for injuries. So he can really and he'll, play and he'll be getting power play time. Yeah. Do you want to be paying your? I know Greg. Like for example, Greg, I would put him in the Sens six best forwards. He's making he's ma- say making minimum wage. He's on the hill Do you want your? broke. Do you want your eighth best? And Yasumov above are making less, but do you want your eighth best forward making four plus million? That's the the tough question for me. I yeah, I know. I I, I see where but you're I coming from. I think I'd from. rather because you know what you're getting. Like I think he's pretty consistent. Like even when he's not, I, I was listening to the post game show 
after they beat Columbus. And I think, I forget, it was Grant Creature, Jamie Baker made a good point. When, when Tarasenko is not scoring, he's not a detriment to the team. He still he's, defends. He, that's the thing. Which is well. funny because that was the, the thing against him coming into the year. Yes. And so I meanwhile, think, he's I the second best number plus minus. not great, but he's trying out no. there. He is doing he's his trying, best. He's trying, and he's not, a, yeah. he's not a detriment to the team. And I would rather have a guy who I can trust to do that for maybe a little bit of extra money than trying to replace him with someone who I have no idea what's going on and it might not work. Like, he let's, might just be downgrading. Like, I'd rather look at it this him. way. Would you sign Tanev before keeping Tarasenko? Let's start with that. I, I, would, I would rather have Tanev. I would too. So let's say they yeah. sign Tanev 4 million times 3 years. I, I just pulled up a very quick cap friendly. I'm just, like, throwing guys in here. You're, you're giving let's him the Gudis contract, essentially. Yeah. Let, exactly. Well, got four, oh yeah, four times three, yeah. Um, Louis, I'm going to put Crookshank. I'm going to sign him for one million for rounding purposes. Crookshank um, stands win again. So let's say we sign Tanev. We sign Crookshank. Everyone who is currently in the NHL on the Sens stays, like if their contract has, hasn't expired. So that would mean... Like Brandy. Um, Kachuk, no, his has expired. He's an RFA. Oh, oh! I thought you were talking about if they had. No, no. I'm like, like I had to re-sign RFA's for example. Uh, yeah, I see, I see. Okay. Let's say they sign Crookshank just because I want Louis to be happy. They Good. they have holes if you want to call it that. Let's let's start at the back. Like if you think JBD can start the year as a third pair right D, then you can keep him there. Otherwise, you have to find a guy there. And JBD makes 800k, so you might have a small upgrade. Let's just say whoever the 6D is makes around JBD's 800K. Yeah. So we're, we're good there. Exactly. And I have a, a Hamannick as a scratch, taking up cap space. So that means you have 8.6 million after signing Tana to re-sign both sets of third-pair wingers. Or, I, or they have to sign Pinto, too. That's what... Because um, he's on a one-year mm. deal. So what do we think a Pinto RFA-type deal looks like? Like I actually don't know. Or... I have no idea. I wonder. He's been I'm, excellent. That's a, that's a tough one. He's been so good. Yeah, I'm coming around more to the op- to the uh, idea of signing long him term? like pretty long term. Like maybe like what what does that look like to you? Like if they went six years. years, what does that look like? But the in thing AAV? you give them six years now, you've got a lot of contracts that are going to end at exactly the same time. That's if that's my thing. Perfect. I think you have to have a bridge or two in there. Where you're yeah. saving the cap it and you're accepting that you know in a couple of years it's going to be tough to keep him because you you can't you can't give everyone you know slightly more than they're worth because they're going to grow into it you can't do that with every player because at a certain point it catches up to you. Pinto's point per game this year. Oh my god! Wait. <laughs> yeah, he's a point per game. He's, he's above, so right? Good. No, he's got eight and eight. Three okay, because yeah, he had three the the other day against uh, Toronto, right? Um, let, let's say they bridge him at. What is three point five fair for a bridge? Yeah, I wouldn't go. For, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'd say so. I don't think he's going to get more than so four two million. times three point five. What is I that? Would do like that. that? I think that keeps I him would. as an RFA. So I would let's, do that. I think he's going to be due for a huge raise when that contract. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, especially if his defensive game rounds out even more. He might get. He might get like six or seven on that next. Yeah. Deal. Okay, but like, let's let's keep that how it is, and I'm going to call up the legend Zach McEwen. 
And honestly, um, if you if you do that, if you give Greg that two or Pinto that two year deal, that's a, you've created essentially a window now for yourself because you have Giroux for one more of those years. Who knows? I you you get, get Giroux's cap space him. back after that year, which can be. And I would, I'd re- I would even consider, I'd consider re-signing him if he wants to stay because he would. Giroux, hundred percent. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want six and a half million at thirty nine. Yeah, um, no. And if you can still oh, play with all those, yeah, with all those moves, I'm gonna call up. Like, let's just say they re-signed Parker Kelly for around eight hundred thousand, just for argument's sake, yeah, to have a twenty-two it. man yeah. roster. Love it. After all those moves we discussed, which is Tanev four million, Pinto three point five, Kirkshank at one million, they would have three point five million in cap space to re-sign Tarasenko for right wing number three. So you're cutting it close. Now I don't mind yeah. if they're right at the cap and they have situations where it's like tough to call a guy up. Everyone's gonna, everyone has that. That's fine. But it's yeah. a question of if they Injuries actually have the too. amount of money to do it. Now, if they bought out Hamannick, you're creating a good chunk of cap space. That's true. Like, let me do it right now. And it's really you just the Hamannick, expense of what, like, 300k more the year after against the cap. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. That's it, worth. It, it would be worth it to to buy yeah. out Hamannick. Because who's expiring the year after? Is it Greg? Is Greg one of them, or is he already? Yeah, Greg, uh, Veru. Gastelic. Uh, but Chikrin is a big Ooh. one. Oh, yeah. Actually, that is a problem. Okay. It's, it's great. We have it 300,000. Like, Giroud's it's deal nothing. is up, too. Yeah. So that clears up. And I think the cap could go up a bunch. Just I think we could see big jumps year to year. That's true. We're not yeah. even thinking about that. The cap will definitely yeah. go up in the next couple uh, of years. Yeah. If they bought out Hamannick, they'd have 4.2. They so they could get Tarasenko at 4. Um, and then the team would be. Kachuk, Stutzler, Giroud. I'm just naming potential lines. Kachuk, Stutzler, Giroud, Joseph, Norris, Batherson, Greg, Pinto, Tarasenko in the top nine. And then the D could be Sanderson, Zub, Shabbat, Chikrin, or uh, however you want to do it. Jeez. Sanderson, Zub, Shabbat, Anev, Chikrin, and any third pair right D. And then in this scenario, too, we haven't considered... Now, look, the goalies couple straight games of good play. We haven't considered the possibility of either of them being moved or bought out either. Just because seven million between those two guys is a lot. But a lot that they yeah. could do. All that we went on a fifteen minute tangent, but I think the consensus well, it's, it's is good. like we'd be happy yeah. with keeping Tarasenko. Yeah. Good discourse. Yeah. It's just if the situations will allow it, yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. I will leave you with this. Elliot Friedman has just tweeted that the Blackhawks are going to try to play Connor Bedard against Pittsburgh tonight. So we oh, might wow. actually see him on Saturday, which, uh, of course. Yeah. Which might be tough. That'll be, I don't know. I don't know. He might tour like, he, he, that has the potential for like a six point game. And then that's the only, like he's seven, on six, all the seven, Chicago seven. goals. <laughs> Yeah, seven. Yeah, like that could be a weird. You've one. had and trouble like, against whenever, Chicago recently. I hate that. Chicago specifically, the Sens never went yeah. in Chicago. I went Minnesota. Chicago when something stupid happens. You remember when they went to Chicago and it was like eight, yep. nine, eight. Oh my god! Rudolph Balser had a great game that night, and I was so excited. Yeah, Blinken had a hat trick when he was playing for Ugh, Chicago. Of course he did. Of course. Uh, anyway, we're gonna end it. Uh, end it there. So yeah, I don't know when this will be out, but uh, we'll be at the we'll be at the game tonight against Anaheim. So if you saw us or will see us. I don't know. Playing with time is strange, but we'll be there. Uh, thanks. And for everybody that participated in the Twitter giveaway, thank you. That was awesome. Got a lot of interactions on that. Congrats to the winner. We'll do it. We'll try you to do follow one us more. at Zoobcast. For anybody yeah, who somehow us. does not follow us on Twitter but listens to this podcast, first of all, shout do out it. to you, but you can follow yeah. us at Zoobcast for more giveaways. 
We'll we'll try to maybe get another giveaway in uh, by the end of the year. Maybe one more. Do something. Maybe for a playoff uh, game one. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if I can afford that, but or should we'll... I say game three? We'll see. I thought that that's okay, the point. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I can't afford it. Not the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ability of it. It's like oh, I don't know if I could pay for that. <laughs> uh, that'll do it. It's the Gret. <clears throat> excuse me. It's the Gretzky episode next time around. Next time will be ninety nine. So mm-hmm. that'll be uh, that'll be a big one. But uh, for now, oh, big travel so tips episode next week. Just want. Oh yeah, you'll be back for ninety nine. Going away for a bit. Yeah. So well, unless we record without you. Going to spread the gospel of the Ottawa Senators in a foreign country. That's great. You're you're on a you're like a, a Mormon like that's your mission. I'm on a mission. Yeah, yeah, that's your mission. Uh, anyway, um, Josh will go do his thing, and we will. Me and Louis are going to stay put. But anyway, that's uh, that's going to do it for us for episode 98. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care, everybody. Peace. Peace.